Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, back for another episode of Feed the Beast. We're talking episode four of season one. A lot happens today, um, so much so that we get finally rid of the chef. Stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Let the buzz begin. We've got our wine segment today on Feed the Beast. What are we calling this segment? Oh. Um. Weren't you supposed to have a name? This is Abby Vega, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Hi, everyone. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at underscore Abby Vega. And I did not do my job. I can not tell you a name yet. Well, TBD. Uh, she did her job. She brought in wine and she brought in uh, food to accompany it. So we'll talk about that uh, towards the end of the show. But, of course, we've got the show to talk about. I'm your host, Phil Svitek. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you guys, by the way, for being amazing fans. Uh, as the show picks up steam, you guys have been picking up steam with us and commenting more and giving th- fan theories. Uh, fantastic. Love it. Great stuff. Um, why don't we start with uh, our friend TJ today as he learns... Today, he gets the, not the sex talk, but the black talk. Yeah. Which I, I don't think you've ever had the black talk. No, I, I haven't had the black talk. <laughs> I have not had the black talk either. Um, I did not, you know, I, obviously it's very hard for us to relate mm-hmm. as two white people. For yeah. those of you, if you're not watching. Um, and so, you know, and, and also, I don't know, I don't think about it in those terms. Uh, I would like to think that I grew up in a somewhat encompassing area but the bronx is obviously not i'm I'm aware of the harsh realities yeah of the plight yeah and i I feel like with everything that just in how everything's been going on lately in media and stuff it was i like that they touched on it and that that was like an issue for them yeah and you also like look at it from his perspective like you know he's been brought up in a in, in this environment that has been encompassing and also you know at school Ironically, well, because you know it, it's kind of encompassing. There, he's you know he's getting both sides um, and whatnot. So it's it seems a diverse school. Yeah, it definitely does. You know, but but, but um, you know as it develops, <laughs> I I liked the metaphor of the drawings being a representation of kind of his state of being. I really like that a lot. And, and where he's becoming a much better um, artist, and obviously now he's he's drawing Dion. He's oh drawing Dion. Yeah. yeah, you know, and he's like, oh, is that you? No, no. Uh, Do you think that's gonna bother? Start to bother Tommy? It's already starting to. But like, not that much. I see. I didn't get the the vibe that he was bothered by it. I thought he was more bothered at the fact that she's still calling Dion. What is it like a caretaker or what? What's he call? What's she calling uh, him? Yeah, I, I forget the exact that's, term. I that's what, what I associated his annoyance with. Not necessarily the Dion, but I guess it could have been either or. I think it's I think it's more the fact that he looks up to Dion because look, look at you know Dion was the one that had the black talk. Uh, Dion's the one that's being drawn in pictures like so much so that Tommy literally says like, "Hey, let's go play this game. Maybe you can draw the <laughs> oh, winner. Yeah. That's this guy." Oh yeah, I forgot about that part. So I mean, that's, he wants to be drawn by his son. That's pretty passive aggressive. Yeah, for sure. I didn't even think about that, but um, absolutely. And, and you know, and try as he may, he, he he just keeps trying to. Tommy does try tries to get back into his life. And um, at the end, I wrote that. So remember, um, TJ comes out with the food, and and um, Dion is kind of 
serving it up to him and he's talking about the flavors and they complement each other. Yeah. Go on. Dion and TJ complement each other. Yeah. Okay. Now I totally get that because I was wondering what it was that sparked Tommy to finally throw the glass and it was him looking at them like bonding. Is that what you're thinking? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I totally get that. Yeah. I mean, part of it was he wanted, he wanted, I, what I like is now it's becoming layered in that way where, you know, part of it, him want, wanted to prove that he could hit the, uh, the light first. And then part of it was just him being upset. Yeah. Okay. So I'm totally on board. I know what you're talking about now. Multiple levels. Yeah. There are a lot. Um, and we keep kind of getting the flashbacks of, of TJ to the, to the car accident and, um, you know, drawing is obviously very therapeutic for him, but we saw last time he was drawing the birds and now he adds on to that the uh, the crash because mm-hmm. um, the broken glass, which um, I forget the bully kid's name. Yeah, what I forget his name too. I don't like bullies, so I'm not going to mention his name. Well, like what the heck, throwing glass bottles at someone? That's you know. That's real bullying. That's uncalled for. It's uncalled for, but again, it's this. This is actual real bullying. People throw glass bottles at people. You'd be surprised what like bullying has been. Over I must the have past been very centuries. sheltered. Very sheltered. I yes. was very sheltered because that's crazy. Here's the thing, like, uh, I, I forget. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, so it, it's one of these things, right? If, if 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 you have been lucky not to have that in your life, then you like as you said, you've you've lived a pretty good life. And, yeah. And we kind of um, in my circle of people um you know uh, we're always quick to remind people of that of like hey if this is the worst that you've ever dealt with you've lived a pretty good life because yeah. there's some harsh shit out there i know seeing stuff like being. this i'm like dang so yeah you know and it's only gonna get harsh that that's just on the playground obviously we'll talk about the tooth fairy and <laughs> you looked away so fast on that yeah whoa um but yeah you, you, you uh what do we got down there <laughs> A uh, stupid cake cake container. This cake is not stupid. The container may be. <laughs> um, we thought, yeah, in terms of the drawing, right, when he when he's drawing the glass, I did feel it was slightly weird where that was, like, his initial reaction because at first I thought he was going to, like, get the strength and muster up the strength and, like, find, you know, take his boxing lessons and just be like, all right, I'm going yeah. after this kid. But he's like, no, I'm going to start drawing. Yeah, I liked that. I liked how he, he channels his all his emotions into his artwork, you know? I don't know. And I like right that. Especially off the bat, yeah. Yeah, because I was thinking that too. I go, this is it. This is it. He's going to go up and he's going to knock him out. But he takes like a breath and then draws. Just draws. And I love how he's friends with that girl. That, that it's, relationship it's is It's really sweet. Well. Definitely because, you know, with him not talking, that shows so much about what kind of character that girl is too. Even though we didn't see much. But, I mean, she's sitting there having this conversation and they're actually interacting and they're bonding over something that you don't need words. So yeah. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. It's just, um, I really hope it doesn't get him into too much trouble. I really thought he was actually going to get arrested tonight. Yeah. Because you, you can't, you, cause she's already graffitiing the, the bathroom stalls and just, just draw on paper. Like you don't need to do it on walls. Yeah. Cause that's going to lead to bad but, crap. But some of those, with that being said, some of the murals you see around that aren't legal are some of the prettiest, coolest art that you will ever see. I understand that, but, <laughs> but you know. Just, just. I know, I know. Follow the rules. Definitely at 10. Definitely at 10, you don't need to be graffitiing public property. I mean, to be fair, Dion's not the best uh, uncle taking him to a drug deal. That's what I'm saying. I know, I know he tries to kind of, like, 
shelter him somewhat from it. He he kind of tries to distract him while the shiz is going down. But to even take him in that environment and take your eyes off him, if Dion was around the whole time, he wouldn't have been able to like run off to begin with. So yeah, yeah, not very good. But I like I like how Dion actually did handle it and. Um... You know, much like Dion was to Tommy, he's now being to TJ as well. Yeah. Just obviously in a semi-adult form. Yeah. Because <laughs> you can't call him quite an adult no, yet. No, not, not yet. Ah, uh, man. All right. Uh, speaking of, uh, I guess, children in a way, uh, let's talk about the daughter of uh, of Kevin. This, yeah. This that was just, what did you weird. As a girl. Yeah. <laughs> it was just, I don't know. The whole thing was kind of, kind of weird. I'm... The way, I mean, when she came in, I obviously knew, like, she was a pretty girl. I'm like, Dion's for sure going to try to, you know. But, like, that was weird because no matter what type of interview, that interaction was very strange. And then to find out that it's a dog. Highly inappropriate. Yeah. But does that tactic even work in some aspects? No. If someone was like that and, like, getting that close, like, his body language alone would have made me uncomfortable. I'd be like, why are you so close to me right now? You know? He comes in hot. You know, he comes from the kitchen, so. Yeah. He, uh, that was weird. And I'm I'm wondering if now that Kevin's gone, if she's going to have any more play in the, the season. Uh, probably not. You don't I think? think? I think it's a one, because. One and done. <laughs> yeah. She, you know, I mean, it's unfortunate, but in, in the, in the standpoint of Dion, she was just, um, I mean, she's a very pretty girl and he's obviously attracted to her, but once he found out that. It was uh, his daughter. You know, you're kind of done. Yeah. Like, I, I think even Dion has, like, his own standards, and unfortunately, nah. Yeah. But he, I mean, he, he knew what she was going to be good for, and it, his plan worked. It did. Oh, man. And you kinda, we kind of knew right away what was happening there. See, at first, I was a little, a little confused, but then... Once I saw them at dinner, I go, okay, he's definitely doing something to try to get. I thought he was, I wasn't expecting quite it to go quite down like it did. I thought he was just trying to maybe get some dirt on him that he could use. I thought he was going to just like try to dig deep, but then. I thought he was going to take him to the whorehouse. Oh. Because that's the way it was set up. Like, because uh, cause Tommy kind of um, tilts his hand and was like, yeah, what, would you sleep at the whorehouse? And um, Dion says, you know, I had to take care of my uncle. But. I think the story is probably that he just slept over at uh, at the daughter's. Gotcha. What's, what's yeah. her name? I don't know. I don't know her name. Girl. Cute blonde girl. But yeah, I, I definitely, I thought for sure that he was just trying to, because that plan could have gone wrong. That was you an know? interesting plan, but it worked out. It so. worked out, you know, but I mean, yeah, it could have gone wrong. Could have not worked at all. Uh, so let's let's talk about that. You know, um, a lot of these things, obviously, you know, there's multiple storylines, but they all weave into each other. So it's hard to kind of separate them at, at times. Um, so with, with with Dion, obviously, he hates the chef because, um, you know, he's and then, but in some ways, I kind of respect the chef because he's doing a decent enough job. He's trying, but again, it's not the, I get it, it's not the vision of obviously what they were trying yeah. to build and it's certainly not the menu that they want and, and to be demeaned in that way, you know, when he's supposed to be the chef and to be like just a cook. Yeah. I, see, I, I thought they were a little, I mean, 
with those characters, I, I didn't expect anything less. But I thought they were really harsh on the chef. Because, I mean, like like you said, it's his job. He was hired to do a job. And they were being a little over the top. Well, my worry was, you know, push the chef a lot. You know, we, we, we've already seen uh, Adrian Moran's colors. Like, I thought, you know, nothing stopping him from, like, beating the crap out of Dion and Tommy and being like, cut the shit. Yeah, and I think you mentioned this when we were watching, but it's, you know, do they think, okay, we're going to drive this chef away? Do they not think that he's just going to go hire another chef? Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't... I, I mean, I there's think, a certain amount of work and responsibility yeah. involved, and especially, like, in some... You you think that, um, obviously, he was a well-trusted figure to, uh, to, to Dad Moran, so, um, you know, how many guys can go through and just, you know, you can find another chef, but one that you trust? Yeah. It's a little difficult. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those, unfortunately, but... Um, <laughs> Uh, well, speaking of the, let's talk about that. Yeah. I mean, at first, we were all kind of thrown off over how nice he was, Dion. To? To the chef. Yeah. Because it was like, wait, and it played so perfectly because we, you know, you and I, as we were watching, wait, when did the shift happen? Why? Yeah. What I was mean, up with him? Yeah. Clearly it ended up making sense and he was just trying to get in good graces. But for a second, I, I truly thought, okay, maybe Dion is maturing a little and sees this whole thing that like, okay, this is how it's going to happen. I just need to be a part of it as I can. And I thought he was going to actually maybe try to just, you know, take the back seat for a little bit just to get it started. But clearly he had ulterior motives. Absolutely. Should have known better. You know, what the, I was kind of half believing him uh, up until the point when he's talking with with Kevin and saying like uh, you know when I was in jail I got to cook and that it, something about that like whole speech was a little fishy I was like wait it's you don't just love to cook you love to cook your stuff see I that's so funny that that was like when you t- knew he was lying I that's when he like reeled me in like okay wow he's really just he'd rather do some of it than none of it at all. dang you Dion he's a manipulator he's an all or nothing guy that's what we've learned about Dion yeah he is Um, he's certainly about that Um, speaking of Dion um, he he causes more trouble he's he's borrowing money from Abby to pay James in the booth you can't do like and by the way I love how wait right now What's that? Why did I just get brought into this right yeah, now? Just because. <laughs> just because. Um, no, it's one of those, like, the uncle is getting his money back from a guy in New Jersey just to get money to him. Yeah. That he doesn't even owe Dion just so Dion can pay off the tooth fairy and the tooth fairy. Like, yeah. It's also, this, this is how the mob works. It's just crazy. Crazy. I, I, it's hard to keep track of it, to be honest. I'm like, wait, what? Why? It's just weird. And then, like, to find out, too, with money situation, you find out that Dad Mor- Moran, is that what you're calling him? Sure. Okay. He's he's low on cash now, too? Potentially, because he didn't get the deal. So yeah. it's just, like, all, all these money issues, I just, and Pilar, she kept talking about how to say her name, whatever. But her in charge of the finance, it's just, like, a mess, everything. Yeah. Finances in this show are not in in order. No, but but it's just um, 
because because um talking about the cop thing right um tommy was a you know still has no idea because you know it was a plan it was a setup brilliant in hindsight uh but the the way he says it to Tommy of you know cops just follow me I just got yeah. lucky this time like uh, yeah that guy just, pops up everywhere though for real <laughs> yeah. I mean eventually because he, he, what do we talk we, he's a ping pong ball or what no uh, the, uh, the arcade game James what do you pinball. call it? pinball pinball I was like ping pong ball I was like what are you talking about yeah pinball, pinball right Dion is that pink pin, pinball pinball and it, it's it's just gonna get worse and the it's he's just gonna get battered around faster and faster because yeah. again he goes from one to the as he leaves the uh the, the whorehouse there's our cop friend you know everywhere he goes it's just just people either yeah. that gosh darn huge van is out there or that cop is out there or he needs money from the uncle yeah it's, it's just it's, not good no and now it, it again it, he's escalating the stakes um you can't mix baking soda with Coke. I wouldn't know, but yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> but, no. Okay, I, I go back to I go back to Breaking Bad, right? Like you know, the, uh, if if someone's like a low end junkie and they just really need like crystal meth, in the case of Breaking Bad, another AMC show, yeah, they'll take kind of like crap crystal meth. But if if then you get hooked on and you're a purist and you have Walter White's crystal meth. It's a little different. So in this case, like, I'm sure any, like, actual cocaine expert... Is gonna know. Like, can be like, no, this is... This, yeah. This is, this is mixed. But then with that being said, it seems that Dion's kind of a cocaine expert, so maybe he, like, tested it and, like, knows, you know... No way. No way. No, just because he's a chef does not mean he's now a cocaine expert. He seems to like his cocaine. There's a di- okay, there's a difference between using and being able to... But I think he's assuming that the people using are like him. I don't know. I mean, Dion's dumb. It's a dumb idea. It's stupid. He's going to get caught. But it's the tooth fairy. The tooth fairy is not about to use the cocaine in one year. He's going to sell it. And when he gets his hands on that coke, he's going to be like, what the hell is this? Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's it's dumb. It's It's, it's just- not going to work. It's just, yeah, it's just bad. Dion just is a series of bad decisions. Let me give you an example of how <laughs> obvious this is going to eventually turn out. Have you seen Dumb and Dumber? No. The original? Oh, my dear Lord. <laughs> James, you've seen Dumb and Dumber, right? I have an analogy that might work. Well, let me start with mine before okay. you go to yours. So in Dumb and Dumber, there's they have a briefcase of millions of dollars. Okay. And when the bad guys finally get their hands on it, they open up the briefcase expecting the money to be there, and it's just a bunch of notes that say IOU, and they're basically like receipts. Okay. So it's going to be the equivalent of that. When, when the Tooth Fairy eventually gets his hands on this cocaine, he's not going to see the money because the money's not there. He's just going to see a bunch of IOUs. And for the practically pe- as good as money. <laughs> yeah. If you yeah, if you've seen Dumb and Dumber, you get the reference. Bully. Okay. Which I, I know ha- this audience has, so please How don't do you put know? me to shame. You don't know that. Because unfortunately I don't think most of our audience is as young as you. <laughs> hey, I'm not that young. You're pretty young for this show. I would, I would relate say. it to like taking your parents' alcohol when you're a kid. Oh, and putting like and putting water, water in it. See, she totally got that reference. That is such a good reference. Thank that you. That is a good reference. That is good. That, okay. Fair I would enough. never do that, though. I was so good. Mm-hmm. I would never do that. Yeah, well. <laughs> I remember when they told you water is tasteless, colorless, and people knew. 
that another reference? No, it's the same type of thing. <laughs> anyway, we digress. We digress. Moving on. Uh, I swear we haven't had wine yet. Not too much of it, at least. That you know of. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Fair enough. Um, I guess before we continue, let, let me tell you guys about one of our great sponsors here at the network called Casper Mattresses. Now, Abby, we talked about it last week. Yes, we did. Um, Casper, you, you sleep on a shitty mattress, unfortunately. we got to upgrade you to a nice Casper mattress. Yeah, I've been looking into it. Listen, ca- mattresses... Let me, let me first start off talking about mattresses, right? In general, um, they cost a ton of money. You go to the store... You you know you try to sleep on one for like as many minutes as you can. Typically, it's like less than twenty minutes, and you think like, oh, this is a good mattress. You're not gonna know what a good mattress feels like after twenty minutes, people. Nope, you gotta nope, sleep in nope. it for at least eight hours, but True. and then even then, you're still not gonna know. It lies, and guess what? Because you're getting it from the store, the price is all jacked up because it's all it's got to be shipped from the place to the store, and then they gotta mark it up and this and that. So by the time you're done, you're like walking away <laughs> with like a two grand uh, twin size mattress. <laughs> It's as hard as a rock. No, people, no. Yeah. Casper, what they've done, they revolutionized this business. They, you order straight from them, and it gets delivered to your house. Um, and especially um, now with summer upon us, right, um, it is so friggin' hot. And I know it's one of those things like L.A., all oh, you guys are... It's friggin' hot in it's L.A. It's friggin' hot. The rest of the country is hot. It it's, was 110 degrees yesterday. It's friggin' hot. Guess what? The the Casper mattress, the way it handles temperature, it's like sleeping on the other side of a pillow. Oh, it's always cool, always. That's awesome. You know, uh, for uh, like if I could, I would sleep in that thing all day, all summer. Uh, so guess what, ladies and gentlemen, check it out. Go to Casper dot com uh, after buzz and use the promo code after buzz TV because guess what. Um, you're going to get $50 off your next purchase, and you get to try out these mattresses for 100 days free. So if for some reason, which I don't know why, you don't have 100% satisfaction, you can return it. So you're already getting a very cheap mattress for that much cheaper, not in quality, but in price. So use the promo code AFTERBUZZTV. That way they know we've sent you and you get $50 off your purchase. Sounds um, like a steal to me. That's right. That's right. It is indeed. Um, all right. Let's talk about uh, let's talk about Sheila. Who the she, heck she, is Sheila? Sheena. Shayna. Shayna. <laughs> Shayna. Sheila. No. Shayna. Shayna. Um, we don't get much of her in this episode, but but she is pregnant. Prego. Uh, and what a cut that was! Yeah, like had that cut. You have Dion saying just just the fact that oh you know you're the father I'm just gonna be the uncle I don't want to be I the don't want to be a father too pregnant and she's just like no and we can we safely assume that it's his kid yeah okay I mean the way they did that there why else would they include it I don't know to make us think that it's his kid I but guess it's not really his I kid. guess but I'm thinking I'm thinking it is definitely with all the weirdness happening with their relationship right now i think that it's going to be a good conflict yeah and i i think it's set up really well because then obviously that's another uh you know she's always kind of been in the mix um where her life is quote-unquote threatened by the tooth fairy if dion doesn't come through and now to have a child oh, on the way like yeah. that's a whole set of other I issues. hate pregnant women in shows like this because i feel like they're the biggest target collateral damage. yes collateral damage another show, it, it it makes me nervous for them the same way children do. So TJ still makes me a little nervous, too. I get it. I get it. Um, 
she didn't want to help Dion today. Could she, do you think she could have helped Dion today about the contract because he was trying to get out of the contract? And um, yeah, I think she could have. I don't know, or she could have at least you know, she could have at least looked at it and seen if she could. Because I, I feel like, de- yeah, because I feel like depending on the contract, she may or may not have been able to help. You know, mm-hmm. I think it just depends on the contract. But I think she just completely gave him the cold shoulder. Because yeah. there, there's very well could be loopholes, but obviously, if you're not a lawyer, you may not see them. So I think she could potentially help, but she's just not feeling it right now. No, well, she's not feeling him. No. Nope. Do, do, do you think she's going to tell him? Yeah. Yeah, I I mean a hundred percent. I think it's they showed it for a reason. I think that it's just going to be a good conflict. I'm well, curious remember, to how she, he's going to handle it. I think she's very nervous because again, the father's the cop. Yeah, and little does she know that he's out and about dealing with Dion on a daily basis. Yeah, and then if he found out that not only is she pregnant, but that Dion is the father, oh Lord, help Dion! It's about to go down. Yeah, it's going down for sure. I hate to ask. Abortion? I, oh, I didn't even think about that, actually. I mean, I I can see the, the discussion being there. Okay. And, the, you know, the process of maybe, or, or, you know, considering all the options. But I don't know. It, I mean, it's possible. Mm. But but I think they'll definitely, I think that that mindset definitely will appear, at least for a little bit. I mean, let us know, guys at home. I know. Um, again, it's it's a, it's a somewhat of a very rude question. I get that, but obviously, these things, especially in this gritty show, have to be considered. You know, yeah, like everything's on the table. And I feel like too that topic, just in general, in TV, is becoming very. It's coming becoming a lot less taboo to like talk about. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't be surprised if it's brought up. Yeah, especially on a show like this mm-hmm. where the Tooth Fairy just. Goes to the airport and just kills a guy. Yeah, what the heck? <laughs> you did not see that coming. No. You know what I like about this? Okay, so we, last week we questioned whether or not the Tooth Fairy was had the gumption to really do his job. Well, that's what I said. I said after that whole conversation with his dad, I thought that maybe he was going to... I thought, like, his after... I don't know. After his dad gave him so much crap about being, like, weak, it doesn't surprise me to see him like this now. Yeah, he's he's definitely not afraid to get his hands dirty. No, he's doing it. Um, but the father lives, so let's start there because we did not think the father was going to live at all. Which is, but is he really living? You know, mm. like that whole thing kind of threw me off of why yeah. he's so adamant about you know going as far to threaten this the doctor's child for his dad to stay alive but like he's not she pretty much made it clear that even if he's alive it's going to be through being set up to machine you know what i mean it's not him he's not exactly um well i think you know the tooth fairy is nothing if not without with hope um i will give him so much credit because i thought uh, (laughs) um i thought when she got a call from the son that he was gonna point you have a son do you want to see your son? And, like, that was going to be a threat. And, you know, she might think, oh, is it an empty threat? Is it not? He was going to make it a real threat. Yeah. But the fact that he's the one who made the son call. Yeah. That's a whole nother level. Yeah. he He's got his info. He knows. 
he knows everything because that was crazy. He's like the yellow pages of Yeah, that was so the, strange. I was Bronx. like, wait, what just happened? I was a little confused. Yeah. That's that's something else. So yeah, he's whatever reservations I had about the Tooth Fairy being weak, I have no more. I know this is just like me not being in with like mob stuff and like all and I this. Am. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. But you know what? But what is to stop this this nurse? I know, yeah, her the safety of her son. But what's to stop her from telling someone? Okay, this guy just straight up threatened me for no reason. Again, the safety of her kid. I know, but it's like, at what point do you just say, you know, no? The like, sa- but like, you get your son, mm-hmm. go in the to witness Antarctica. protection program. You know, like I don't know. But what evidence does she really have? That guy just looks wormy. You know what? That doesn't quite work <laughs> with the police. Notice, okay, notice how, uh, so going back to TJ, right? Remember last episode? It, oh, it, the bullying thing. Yeah, like, yeah, that kid looks like he has I know, for a face and I you know. want to punch I it. I like, get it, but it's annoying. But that's just reality, <laughs> unfortunately. It's just what it is. Okay. Um, I'll deal with it for now. No, but the, the, this is how these things work is the fact of, you know, like, the, the, you know, you're not safe and you got to be deaf and dumb. D&D. Yeah. Watch On the Waterfront. Great movie. Okay. Watch that movie. Okay. And that, that's about a guy who stands up against the mob. Okay. Marlon Brando, greatest speech. I could have been a contender. Watch that movie, Abby. Okay. That's your homework. I'll put it on my list. That's your homework. Okay. You can you can drink some wine. You can have some uh, desserts <laughs> and drink and uh, watch the movie. Um, by the way, recommend it to you guys as well. Uh, so we don't really know who the guy at the airport was, but we think, you know, a very educated guess that is someone involved with the coke. Yeah. Dealings. Some, one of the drug guys. One of the drug guys or someone who may put out the hit on the father. Yeah. So um, that'll be interesting to track. Um, oh, show. And the Tooth Fairy is obviously what I love, right? The, I love that he's tying in PLR because PLR yeah, that was pretty is cool. the money person. What does he need? He needs money. And eventually he's going to need to launder the money. And he's in. Yeah. And here's this poor girl who doesn't know how to manage nothing no and he's gonna help her she's on the periphery she's kind of dumb is i will give her credit for what she's able to do yeah i think she's smarter than she thinks but not a you know not a hundred like not a fantastic manager that they need um i'm just still i'm like her sister even was like why are you still you know pretending i'm i'm very curious to what her motive is at this point because Tommy straight up says, you know, like, that's not going to happen. What's not going to happen? Oh, the, the, the relationship? Yeah, I'm just I'm just a little confused to why exactly. I think it's going to happen. Listen, no, time. I think it's going to happen, too. But I'm saying, like, right now, what is her mindset to why she has to keep doing this? I think at this point she made a commitment, number one. And so yeah, I think I there's at, at this point, I think her greatest motive is that she doesn't want to be found out a fraud. Right. Yeah. Now, if she's fired, she's fired and that, that'll be fine. But she really just wants to just not. Yeah, I guess you know. that's true. Uh, I think initially the motive was okay. I have to, you know, this is going to get me closer to Tommy, and then eventually, hopefully, the goal, the the, the motive becomes, wow, this could be a great job for me. Yeah, I think I I do think that she's going to end up growing into a good manager. I don't know why. 
well now well, thanks now, to everything to me she was like i don't know why i was worried about the inspection we passed with flying colors congratulations tooth from fairy the tooth fairy. in his stupid van that stupid stupid van it's so <laughs> again like talk obvious. about obvious yeah <laughs> like this huge like rv looking thing with but at the same time, chair. I love it. It's got a table. It's got everything. Yeah. Like, I like the setup in there for sure. Yeah. But it's just not very inconspicuous. Nah, yeah. I might get one of those. Yeah, you should. We should just do an after show from a van. That would be cool. Yeah. You know? That's what I like. You get your own tea. You, you can have meetings there. You can drink there. You can eat there. Yeah. It's just wonderful. It would be great. So, I was going to take a seat. Yeah, I was going to say, you can't. We haven't, we haven't spun it yet. No, I was going to say you're supposed to talk while I take a sip of mine, but okay. Okay, everyone, look over here, look over here. No, okay. <laughs> um, all right. So, yeah, we, we've got that going now. Speaking of Pilar's sister, uh, obviously Pilar is going to feel very bad about this. She's the one who put the, the yeah. things down for which uh, the sister oh. tripped. Yeah, you don't. If you, if you ever hit your head, you're not supposed to go to sleep. It's not a fact. What? So that's, that's Haven't you heard that? Um, what's her name from Parent Trap? Liam... Lindsay Lohan? No. <laughs> Liam Neeson's wife. That's how she died. Because she hit her head and didn't go in to the, the hospital. Trap. No, like in real life. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? Oh. No, that's well, like a thing. Tragic, but I was like, no, but yeah. In the movie? No, it's like a thing that you're not supposed to, if you hit your head hard, like you're supposed to keep an eye on it. Pilar. You idiot. Uh, Pilar. Billy Mays died that way. Yeah, it's it's like a have you not heard that? Okay. Like my uh, mom I believe he's passing that along to Steve, our engineer, right now. <laughs> what? Uh, Steve, one of our engineers, he do he decided to do a dumb thing and dive in a pool with his head first. Uh, and he was like, I dove in the deep end. Yeah, the deep end's six feet. People. Don't do stupid things. Don't. That's lesson number one. Lesson and number two, if you hit, hit your, your head, head on doing stupid things. Make sure to keep an eye on it. Yeah. Okay, so so then the you know, obviously it was a it was a concern, but now it becomes knowing this knowledge becomes that much of a bigger concern, the fact that like Yeah. She's going to the hospital. Hmm. Yeah, and the poor husband. I thought it was weird too that hmm. it like the wife or because she hit her head hard. That wasn't I mean, that was a pretty pretty hard fall yeah and that's uh i thought it was it's weird. a hard fall and it's a hard surface yeah and i thought it was weird that like no one because you could tell that the husband didn't know because the, the guy's like did she hit her head he's like no and then the sister was like oh pilar was like oh yeah she did so she's probably thinking yeah i probably should have mentioned it hence <laughs> why i mean i think she would have gone on the on the ambulance regardless but but yeah she was like yeah, I'm going to go with this. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I do feel bad for her. And, and this is why the Tooth Fairy ends up in her life, unfortunately, is because Tommy is, you know, whether regardless of what's kind of their history, like when something like this happens and you say you care about a person, again, whether like, you know, in a romantic way or, or not, you're supposed to be there for the person. Yeah, that back, was. was yeah. Cold. That was cold. That was. And then when they did have their moment right after things settled down, that's when Tommy should have called Pilar and been like, hey, listen, I was an asshole. Like, so is your sister doing okay? Like, what's yeah. going on? What can I do? Tommy's not not doing it right. Mm. Why? Why? David Schwimmer. 
So, yeah, I feel bad. I yeah, feel bad. I felt bad for her when she said that. Like, thanks for asking. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. Anytime you have to bring it up to someone, yeah. it's never a good sign. No. What else do I have written down there that we didn't talk about? I think, I think we got it. We touched upon everything? I think so. Um, I will say real quick, I, oh, we got to talk about the uncle and then, um, but even before that, I was going to talk about uh, Ruth the Jew. Uh, <laughs> Uh, uh, the accountant for um, for Adrian Moran, who tells him like you don't oh, have you don't oh, have yeah, any yeah, money, yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, being the amazing racist that he yeah. is, he's oh. like, I thought you people were supposed to be good with money. Yeah, we don't we, we don't we're not magical. We don't create it. <laughs> uh, I forgot about that part. Yeah, but he's very. You know what? And it also does highlight like one of the one of the things the kind of throwaway line was like you know we had a handshake and um, in the old days like people like. People like him, you you do a handshake with something. That means it's a signed deal. That's as good as a contract. Um, it's sad times that we're living in nowadays. Or a that handshake doesn't, doesn't mean that. No. <sighs> you don't even know those times. I used to do a handshake like that, you know. I mean, we even used to, like, as kids, we used to spit on it. And, like, that, that <laughs> meant something. It, it meant something. Right, I'm... James? You spit on your hand and you do a handshake with somebody. That means something when a you're a six-year-old kid. A spit shake was, like, damn near Blood Brothers. That's right. Wow. That was another thing, Abby. We used to actually, like, bleed and put our blood together. And That's blood brothers, but gross. Then, you know, now different there's... than women. Never mind. <laughs> other things. Anyway, all right. Let's talk about the uh, the uncle. We kind of touched upon it, but um, wait till he finds out that. Um, I mean, the uncle knows that he's kind of taking the money and using it f- to pay off the tooth fairy. But yeah, but the fact that I, you know it's not going to be good for the uncle knowing that because he knows exactly who hit him and he's going to want some sort of revenge. He already doesn't like the tooth fairy, yeah. and, like his men. So that's only. Does the- he know who hit him? I didn't think he knew. Him. Are you sure he knows that? I don't think he saw it. Hmm. I mean, because they drove up next to him, and then yeah, like it was I they guess. were like ramming him. It, it wasn't like were just they? like a, I don't remember. Yeah, I guess it's one thing to like literally go behind him and just like hit him, and then he goes crashing. They, they literally went to the side of him. Yeah, I think you know he. I, we can replay it. If for those of you at home, feel free to weigh in on this as well, because um, we didn't watch it. You know, we just watched it straight through. But, yeah, they, they drove right next to him. And then I... Because I was just surprised that he didn't he didn't mention that to Dion when Dion came to see him. That's why I didn't think he knew. Because well, I feel like that would have been something he said. But what reason Maybe would not. he have to say... Because then what's Dion going to, number one, do? Well, not even I didn't, not even for the, the sake of Dion doing something or being able to do something. I just figured it would be something he would mention. But I could no. be totally wrong. And from you want to hold you when you're in the, you want to hold information as close to your chest as possible. Okay. And so this is information. And so now, um, you know, the more people know if he's gonna like, because obviously, if something happens to the tooth fairy or one of these people, then he obviously has a clear motive, and people can kind of pin it on him or whatnot. Oh. You know, so and obviously they, they, they'll kind of put two and two together, but um, at least in some way he can. You know, you want to spread out your tracks, so to speak. That makes sense. Or hide your tracks, if you will. Makes sense. Um, by the end of this, you'll be a great mobster. Yeah. Right. I'm going to be so great. Maybe. Who knows? Hit the streets. Taught by not a mobster. 
Um, all right. Anything? Uh, any other stray observations? I don't think so. I'm ready to eat this food. Well, okay. So, uh, <laughs> if you will, James, go ahead and play our jazzy music. At this point, um, all we've got left, we're going to do our special segment with the wine, and we're going to do predictions. So, if at this point you've... You don't care to hear either. Feel free to tune out if you want to just hear predictions. Skip ahead a little bit, uh, but hopefully we entertain you enough uh, that you want to join us. So, what do we got today, Abby? All right. I, I mean, I'm, I'm don't really know. It's a you, you don't really know. Why don't you know? I I know. So so the dessert. I went with like chocolate. Rich you started chocolate. wanting the dessert, hence you paired the dessert yes. to the wine rather than the wine to the food. <laughs> Is that what you're supposed to do? No, I mean, it's, oh. it's one. Yeah, you know, I, paired, I, paired, I paired the food, the wine to the food, mm-hmm. for sure. So it's like a richer t- chocolate. So they said an import? Porto? Is I that what this you, is? No, no, it's not. <laughs> All right, this is why I need to stab it. You explain. Okay, so uh, when Abby was asking me about you know this, I told her she needs to get a port now because um, ports go well with desserts, right? Now port originally comes from Portugal, right? And then pe- people started emulating this, this this sort of taste and things of it. So now you can get a port from sort of almost anywhere, right? Where wine is made, true port is called Porto. That way you know it's from Portugal. Now. This is not a port. This is a marsala. Um, much like a chicken marsala. I really screwed that up, didn't I? Hey, the description no, no. said it goes with desserts. No, it go, it, it, this is a dessert wine. Okay. You, are, you are correct about okay, that. Cool. This is not a port. A marsala is a, is a wine, dry or sweet. This one's sweet. Produced in the region surrounding the Italian city of Marsala in Sicily. Um, and, you know... The good news is it, it can typically ranges between 15 and 20% alcohol. Is that by more volume. than normal? No. It's not? No. Depends so on the wine. I know. <laughs> Depends on the wine. Um, and there's three levels of sweetness. There's secco, um, which is 40 grams of sugar per liter, semi-secco, and sweet. So this is a sweet. Sweet. It is um, sweet. And there's many colors associated with this. So uh, this one's kind of a much more amber type yeah, of color. It's kind of unappetizing looking, to be honest. I think so. The way I was pouring it, I was like, "Oh, like a." It almost looks like kind of like a like a whiskey in a way. Yeah, but that kind of throws me off a little bit. But go ahead and smell it. Tell me the story, Abby. Tell the story of the wine. The story is, it'll taste really good with chocolate cake. Okay, so go ahead and have some chocolate cake, and then (laughs) I don't even know what this thing is. So now we're digging in. Hopefully, we're teaching you about wine. (laughs) Yeah. James is going to have fun time cleaning oh this studio tonight. Oh, no. Oh, my God. What is this thing? I just saw it and I had to get it. Okay. Okay, so the chocolate is good. And then... Wow. Um, there's there's kind of like... I don't know I don't know how to describe the smell. But um, it, it's an interesting... It, it's like an amber. It's a sweetness. Um, you that. said the wine has a residual, like... Aftertaste, a little hint of burning sensation. It does. Yeah. Um, all right. So why don't we head into predictions while we continue to eat? This. It's good. Oh my gosh! I've died and gone to heaven. Your <laughs> marsala. That's right. All right. Um. We we got previews for next week. At this point, I forgot. I didn't um, see him. Because you ran out. 
Um, I wonder what um, what Mr. Moran's going to do once he sees, once he finds out that the chef is no longer involved and kind of how that thing works. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. I mean, a lot of stuff that they showed in the previews, it's always interesting because they kind of lead you in a different direction and then it never ends up being that way. Um, in a good way, in a, in a good way, right? You, you kind of get more than you were hoping for out of the preview. Um, but I'm, I'm really excited to see the Tooth Fairy really turn up the heat on, um, Dion, but also pull the strings like a puppeteer with Pilar. And eventually what's going to be nice is that, um, he's going to kind of have, you know, for Dion, he, uh, the Tooth Fairy is going to have to distance himself away from the restaurant only because, um, uh, P- you know, Pilar... He can't see... They can't see each other. Yeah, they can't be in the same vicinity together, uh, Pilar, Tooth Fairy, and Dion. So it'll be interesting. Yeah, that's totally going to happen. That's how they're going to find out because they're going to like... The Tooth Fairy's too good for that. Come on. See, I don't know. I think that's how it's going to happen. Like, oh, a while down the line. But I think Pilar is going to see him and Dion's going how do you know him? And she's be like, he's been, and he's be like, oh my god, he's my personal advisor. Exactly, and it's gonna be like, what? Um, but I also think that uh, Pilar's sister is gonna die. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, and I think it's gonna be like a big thing for her. That'd be interesting. And will that bring Tommy and her closer together and be like, Pilar, I'm so sorry. And then like, you know how they they, they there's the obligatory like um what, what compassionate kiss or compassionate like moment and like. We were swept away by the emotion, but it felt so right. Type of thing. You're getting real notebook right now. A boy meets world, but okay. I don't know. (laughs) Love boy meets world. But yeah, maybe. I don't know. I just, I don't know. It's so hard to predict. I'm so bad. All right. Well, that's our prediction. So good, better, or worse. Who knows? Um, Let us know your thoughts on what's going to happen. Let us know your favorite storyline thus far. Um, and just what you thought of the episode in general. Also, if there's a wine that we should try, let us know. We'll be happy to do so. Um, try this wine. It's a, Like I said, it's a Marsala. Um, it's imported from Italy. This is a Colombo. And as I mentioned, it is uh, the sweet kind. Uh, so, you know, if you want, definitely check it out. Pair it with some good old chocolate desserts. And uh, you can't really go wrong. Nope. All right, guys. We'll see you next time. Oh, underscore at Abby Vega. That's With me. With the underscore in front of it. Underscore. Um, at AfterBuzz TV, all that. So, there you go. Bye. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.